You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, let's do this thing. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Like this guy sitting way across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan. Donovan, Donovan. Donovan. It's kind of <laughs> empty in here tonight. It is. You know, I, I know the acoustics are good. It's a sound, but it, I mean, there's no other people. No. It's just you and me. Just you and I, baby. And your coffee. And my coffee. That was my coffee. Oh, you didn't get a coffee. We should no. pause so you can go get a coffee. Yeah. I can kibitz. Actually, we got a little guest coming up, so if you want to ditch. No, no, I'm, I'm um, good. I'm good. I don't need coffee right now. Okay. But maybe in two minutes, I can, <laughs> I'll need it. I, and like this guy across from oh, me. Oh, I'm Jamie Flanagan, just making sure everybody has a good time. Brian, you're an animal behaviors dog trainer. Yes, yeah. And uh, you help people with their pets, mm-hmm. and it's uh, kind of what you do. That's why we have you grace us with your presence to keep us on track. Well, I'm happy to do it, but you know what? I'm also happy hmm. to learn oh. you know, from other trainers. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, it's always nice to get somebody else's perspective. Yeah, and so that we're doing that a little bit later today, actually. Yeah. We're going to talk to Steve Mann. Um, out of the UK, I think we just Sam just books these people for the cool accents. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's ninety percent for the cool accents, and uh, we're going to be talking to Steve. It's uh, he's a, a trainer of trainers and behaviorists. Okay, so I, and I'm, we're going to find out what his experiences are, and then how he trains the trainers. It's imdt.uk.com, and uh, it's all about accredited education qualifications for dog trainers. And behaviorists. Yeah, but this is across the pond. I mean, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Right, all the cool spots. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching, uh, get, gets me going on the Irish stuff, right? He's uh, watching that Netflix rebellion. Getting all cranked is up. Is it good? Oh, getting all worked up. Yeah. Oh, man, am I angry now, you know? It's like, oh, oh, look what they did to us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> My grandfather was like, I'm out of here. Because he was born, my grandfather was like, it was born like 1880 something, 1888. Yeah. He was 50 when he had my dad. He he passed the year before I was born, yeah. So where was he born? Uh, County down, Ireland. Oh, okay. Did he? On the island. When was the potato famine? Everybody moved, was was it 1870? 1847 was the year it all began. Okay. Deadly pangs of hunger drove millions from the land. Oh. So break into a little city of Chicago by Christy Moore (laughs) there. If you're not dead. Careful, I'll be I'll be singing to you before you know it. But yeah, no. So watching that uh, rebellion on Netflix, it's I good. Just, it's, yeah, because I need something new to watch. I get that's it's, it's pretty fair. If you if you like the Irish stuff, um, did you see Turn? There was like the British spies no. turned up in the colonial things. The thing is with, with that, those uh, you know historical Irish things fiction or, it, or British things. There's usually way too many British people in British. Well, this Series. was colonial. Turn was colonial. Mm. <laughs> Way too many British people in it. Just like, just like the Irish stuff. It's rife. Okay, I get it. You're Irish. It's, it's rife. Now get it's, rid of the accent. It's rife with the Irish folks <laughs> in, in that one for sure. But uh, so, yeah. So, but people could be tuned in um, on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sam runs all those for us. She runs us rough shot. Facebook and people watching the Facebook Live. Wait a minute. Sam's not there. here. Did someone forget to pick her up at school? <laughs> it was your turn, Jamie. She's standing at the bus stop. <laughs> She's still at childcare. It's drizzling. <laughs> We're going to get charged at overtime this week for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, no, Facebook. Facebook. It's all Animal Talk Radio. Uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website. We appreciate everybody uh, spending some time with us. Uh, Dave was telling us there's uh, there's like over uh, 350 people that regularly subscribe. Um and download this animal talk on the reg yeah there are that many people who are housebound <laughs> can't reach phone <laughs> must unsubscribe oh, wow. so uh but yeah so and, and and people have turned to us uh for help and now people have and turned against us from time to time <laughs> people well. have turned against us for sure uh <laughs> but uh no we we had uh somebody reach out talking about uh their little puppy and uh we sent uh we sent a, a facebook post up because she had a GoFundMe going and we're going to talk to her just a little bit um to Hillary, and, and she's got a, a puppy with a, a heart condition. Oh. So it's, yeah, you know, how do you say no to a puppy with a heart condition? You don't. No. You simply don't. So uh, we were going to talk to Hillary momentarily uh, about her pup and what was going on uh, and get an update. 
Hopefully it's good news. Um, oh. So, but she had a. Did you just say go, hopefully it's, it's good? It's, Jamie, what do you what do you what are you doing to us? <laughs> if this I is don't. a sad call, I'm going home. I'm uh, just going home. Look at that! I punched the number in, and now it's gone. All right, but uh, we have to call Hillary. And where's Hillary from? Um, the internet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of that place? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they. They, it, it's all over. It's all You've over. You've got mail. It's, it's all. <laughs> that internet? That one. That That <laughs> is the exact one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, uh. And then I got to do one of those. I'm trying to dial a number here. It's like, we don't have Sam. So it's, uh, it's like walking and chewing gum. Sam makes it look so easy. She does. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, it's muted. <laughs> I was like, why am I hearing anything? Hello, this is Hillary. Hillary, how you doing? It's uh, Jamie Flanagan from Animal Talk, and I'm here with Brian. Hi, Hillary. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing well. We're doing well, Hillary. We were just calling to uh, touch base because you reached out uh, about your puppy. Call, and it's called Baby the Dog, right? Aww. Is that what you call your dog? Yeah, that's her name, Baby Girl. Oh, She's Baby Girl. She's uh, a wonderful little creature. She's uh, sleeping on the floor next to me right now. Oh, <laughs> what breed of dog? <laughs> um, she is a uh, Pomeranian Chihuahua mix. Oh. Tiny, tiny, tiny. So she's a little small floof. Yeah. Eight pounds of pure bravery. So is that, that a, is sure. that a Pawawa, Pawawa, or is it a, uh, <laughs> you would say Chihuahua and a Pomeranian? Yeah. Uh, Chihuahuanian. Like <laughs> what? What is it called? I go with a palm chi myself. Oh, palm, palm chi. <laughs> yeah. But uh, baby girl's uh, got a, got a couple of issues, right? How old is baby girl? So baby girl is only eight years old. She just turned eight this past September. Okay. Um, and around Thanksgiving of this year, I took her to the vet because. She was coughing one night, and I thought, you know, maybe she had kennel cough. I didn't know how she got it. She was vaccinated. And her other dog, I took her to the, you know, expecting some antibiotics or something really easy to fix it. And uh, it turned out she actually was diagnosed with uh, heart failure. Mm. And uh, coughing is a sign of fluid on the lungs. Which yes, is why it she is. Was coughing. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, so, poor um, kid. Yeah, we started a, a a crazy journey to save her life. <laughs> right. So where are we yeah. at in that journey? Because uh, you said that uh, what's needed now is a, a pretty serious uh, medical procedure. Yeah. So um, you know, usually with heart failure in humans, um, it's the same problem. You have like a leaky valve that they need to fix. So. They start with medication, and then a couple weeks later, you get scheduled for surgery to repair your leaky valve. So with dogs, um, what uh, they started her on is the medication, and I didn't know about the surgery at the time or anything about it, and the prognosis was pretty grim. You know, they told me she had a year to a year and a half to live if we were really lucky, and we were very diligent on her care and her medication. Um, Mm. So that was heartbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) So being the crazy uh, dog parent that I am, uh, you know, I scoured the internet for anything I could do to, you know, prolong her life and keep her with me as long as possible. And I came across this group that was talking about these mitral valve repair surgeries and dogs and, um, you know, learned more about that. And then I talked to her cardiologist and she told me, you know, this is, this is something that would be a really great fit for her. You know, she's really young, she's healthy. Her heart beats really well. It's just her valve leaks. So yeah. if we can fix that, you know, she'll have a long and healthy life. So we uh, sent off her paperwork to um, a place in London called the Royal Veterinary College. And they accepted her and they told me, you know, she's a great candidate and we signed her up. And we put the down payment down this week. And um, it's been a crazy and exciting ride to say the least. <laughs> wow. So so when is the uh, when is it scheduled? 
Um, right now we're scheduled for September 23rd. Um, that's the earliest they could get us in because they have so many dogs going over there to get the surgery done. Oh, really? Um, if they can move us up, they're going to. Um, but, you know, it kind of depends on, uh, you know, if they can find more slots or if some of the earlier stage of heart failure dogs, you know, want to push their surgery date back, then maybe we can get in a little bit sooner. Sure, so, sure. September will be nine months since she was diagnosed, so hopefully... So She'll be strong and healthy then. And did uh, baby girl? Did she at any point have heart heartworm when she was younger? No, she she never had heartworm. Um, I was told by you know the cardiologist and her regular vet uh, <clears throat> this mitral valve degeneration is common in small dogs. I had never heard of it before, and my family has had a lot of small dogs growing up, so yeah. it was all brand new to me. Um, it's just something that happens uh, to some small dogs over time as they age. The valve between their lungs and their heart gets weak, and then eventually it wears down too much where it can't control the fluid backflow from yeah. her heart to her lungs. Hmm. So what is the what is the price tag on uh, this whole journey, uh, the adventure, and, and the, the surgery, and, and getting getting you guys there? Uh, so right now the uh, price tag is seventeen five hundred pounds, which is about the equivalent to twenty three thousand and change um, U.S. dollars. Um, so and then we'll have to be over in the U.K. for three weeks and fly over there. And there's a couple of custom fees, of course. <laughs> right, right, and that so uh, that was gonna yeah, yeah yeah go ahead. No, yeah. So, like, all in all, it's it's probably going to be about twenty five thousand okay. US dollars. So, and then what about uh, quarantine? When you're taking a, a pet over uh, for a, a, pro- a procedure like that, is there less of a quarantine time, or what's uh, what's the what's yeah, the story so on that? They used to have a really long quarantine for the UK, but um, a thought. couple of years ago, they actually got rid of the long quarantine as long as you follow through with like rabies vaccines and you can prove that she's had rabies vaccines and um, a tapeworm treatment is part of their plan. And then, so basically you fill the paperwork and then once they check it off, you can just roll through customs and you'll be there for maybe half an hour. <laughs> okay. So it's a lot better than it used to be. No okay. more six month quarantine. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. Um, Oh, so there, there was no one in the United States that could uh, do this sort of surgery? I mean, this is the place in UK to get this done? Um, well, and actually, the surgery started in Japan with a Japanese team. Um, and then that G- Japanese team is actually coming to teach uh, the University of Florida cardiology team how to do the surgery. Um, but for right now, the surgery in the U.S. when they come over is going to be even more expensive than us going to the UK just because they need to pay for the travel fees for this, you know, Japanese team and they need to close down their clinic. So they're paying for that training time of them coming over here. So by the time it's about the price, about the same price as going to the UK, it'll be too late for her to have the surgery. um, Talking to some of the people, it's probably going to take about, you know, five to six years for them to, be a standalone operation. Mm. Was it ever so, a consideration? Yeah. Go ahead. Was it ever a consideration, uh, the cost versus the, uh, I, I know this is a, a tough question, but I mean, did, did, did that calculus yeah. enter your mind where, you know, maybe it's, you know, we, we just can't justify it? I mean, there are some days where I feel like this is overwhelming. Like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, she's just, it's it's so hard to like put a price tag on somebody you love. Sure. And, yeah. You know, there's just some animals that come into your life and they just like they change your whole world and they help you so much and she's just one of those like special creatures that I just I would feel so guilty if I didn't do any everything and everything I could sure. to help save her when she needed me. I know if she could, had to do it for me, she would do her best. So. <laughs> All right. So Hillary, her, you know, we yeah. You know, we had this posted uh, on our Facebook and, and the Twitter. We put it out there. But uh, what's the GoFundMe if people are interested uh, in, in seeing a little bit more about your story uh, and helping out if they so choose? Yeah, uh, her GoFundMe is um, www.gofundme.com slash fixbabiesheart. Um, we have our whole story. We have some videos. Um, 
I was just at the vet today. She was getting some rechecks, and the vet made a nice little video for her, too. So we're going to post that soon. If you want to check up on how she's doing, um, we, we appreciate any share, any donation to help us get her closer to surgery and help right. fix her heart and save her life. All right. So the GoFundMe Fix Baby's Heart, and uh, they'll be, be be able to get the story there. Hillary, it's uh, amazing the, the lengths you're going to for uh, your furry little friend there. And, and just uh, our heart goes out, and we, we hope the best for, for, for both of you. We thank you so much for helping us on our journey. And, you know, guys, we really appreciate it. She's just, she's so amazing. And every, every help that we can get, it's just been, it's been a real, like, eye-opening faith in humanity moment. So yeah, <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. And she's very cute. If that helps anybody, oh I'll persuade gosh. anybody. <laughs> she's, you see the picture and you're done for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. She is. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Hilly. Well, you, you you keep us posted as things uh, uh, unfold, okay? Yes, for sure. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So there you go. Uh, so, Hillary, so just uh, uh, GoFundMe.com, and that's Fix Baby's Heart. You know what, uh, Jamie? Baby Girl's Heart. Um, people Baby. that don't have pets. Yeah, they don't get This it. is very tough for them to understand. They don't get it. Someone reaching in their pocket. $25,000. Yeah. Uh, an extraordinary amount of money to save to save their dog. But did you hear what she said? She said she couldn't. You know, it, it would be tough. She she could not deal with the fact that she didn't try. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you know, that's what we're here for, right? We're here to to you know do what we can. According to the uh, GoFundMe page, they got about almost four thousand dollars. Yeah, for the, yeah. So you know, towards the cost. So that's an that's uh just. And then you got to go, and you got to be there for a month, and and you know, so that's time off of work. This is and, huge, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a massive, massive undertaking. Wow. Taking care of your pets, it's a big responsibility. Big responsibility. It is, and w- the other part of that responsibility is you don't realize how much they kind of weasel their way into your heart. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, you you quickly reach a point where there's nothing you won't do. Yeah. You know, well, so. because they do a lot for us. Mm-hmm. I got a news story right here. Just about just that, that sort of thing. <laughs> Mr. Segway. Yep. <laughs> Hero Cat Saves Family from House Fire. Hero Cat. Hero Cat. There's a cat saved this family's life. The cat probably caused the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I, I left the stove on. I figured I'd tell you guys on the way out. <laughs> uh, the fan, family in Indianapolis are safe after an early mi- morning house fire thanks to their pet cat. The Indianapolis Fire Department were called to a house at 6.30 a.m. Wednesday morning and found the home's furnace on fire. They were able to quickly extinguish the fire, which completely totaled the furnace and burned some of the walls and a closet where the furnace was located. It could have been much, much worse, however, if not for the family's cat who alerted one of the four family members by jumping on the bed and waking them up. No, the cat was running across their face to jump out the window <laughs> that was next to the bed. That's the story. Uh, the The furnace was deemed a total loss. The rest of the home sustained minimal damage. However, the family and their hero cat will be staying elsewhere until they can replace the furnace. So way to go, kitty. And that's not the only story. There was another one. Just uh, two. This was probably four weeks ago. This one was just two weeks ago. Well, you know, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. You know what they'll they'll find because they they do these you know they they make sure it's not uh, like an insurance fraud thing oh, right, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. they're gonna find little paw prints <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna be able to deduce that uh, the cat knocked a candle off the edge of the table <laughs> and yeah the Pro- cat caused it <laughs> probably this is a setup uh, so another, inside job inside job cat saves whole family from fire after biting owner in the middle of the night and warning her now this one sounds in the boring. middle of her what in in the oh. middle of the night okay. <laughs> all right in the middle of, just want to make sure a, i heard it right yes yes so uh this sounds more real the cat was biting the owner okay. it's like the cat wasn't coming up and gently rocking their shoulder going hey there might be a bit of trouble <laughs> You might want to. I probably shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> so, yeah. so wait a minute. So wait, these are two cats, two different, two cats. separate cats, two separate incidents are unrelated, unrelated, and that saved their owners. Well, these cats could. Uh, I don't know if they're actually related. You know, I guess we're all related if you think about it. Uh, but yeah, no, unrelated. Okay, definitely unrelated. So around again an early morning fire at three thirty a.m. Thursday morning last week, a woman and her husband and their two kids soundly asleep 
four people again. A little suspicious. Uh, the cat suddenly bit the woman to wake her up and to inform her that the house was on fire. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Hey, my dish is empty. <laughs> it's pretty interesting to see that my the dish cat is on fire. Did, <laughs> did alert them. <laughs> um, it's uh, the county of Grand Prairie, wherever that is. Uh, the fire chief there said uh, the family was pretty happy that their cat woke them up uh, with enough time. Uh, if they hadn't been notified, it definitely could have been a different result. Luckily, no one was injured. The firefighters managed to extinguish the fire and even save a second kitty owned by the family. The moment the family and their heroic cat are staying at another residence. So there you are. And there's like a bunch of pictures. I think what happened there. Okay, I solved the first one. Okay, yeah, yeah. What happened? On the second one? kitty that you uh, made reference to, yes, was the new cat. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the cat that was there first was trying to smoke this cat out, <laughs> trying to get her to run away, and uh, you know things got out of hand. Yeah, after all, cats don't have thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you know the hilarity ensued. And you say I'm the cynical one. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't trust that cats have have our best interest at heart. <laughs> I don't. They, they are so selfish. No. Just, do you get, my, my cat, my Percy, right, mm-hmm. is my, my cat, current cat. I had uh, Kirby for like 18 years. Super cat. Wonderful guy. Had to hear about that damn cat every week for 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're on to Percy. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, but Percy drools. It's drools. like, he's, yeah. I don't like if he's, like excited or he's purring, you know, he starts drooling. Do you like... check his web history? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no cat vet. I'm just, I'm just, you know. I'm like, this is weird. I'll, Cause I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, what is, what is that? What uh, is, oh, you're drooling, you little monster. Get off of me. Is he, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Cause I'll like, um, I'll sleep on my back and then he'll come and lay on my chest mm-hmm. and put his little head under my chin. And it's super the sweetest thing on the planet. And then and, he starts drooling on you. And then, and then, well, then he'll sit up and he'll stare at me. And all of a sudden I feel something wet on my chin. I'm like, Oh, you're drooling on me, little oh. monster. That's sick. Get out of here. So I push him down the bed. That's, then he sleeps, then he sleeps over my legs. That's creepy. And then my feet fall asleep <laughs> and I can't stand. Yeah. And then he tries to trip me when I walk. Yeah. I think it's a big plot. I think he's out to get me. I really think he's out to get me. He's literally trying to kill me. Percy. It's a sweet um, cat, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've met him. I met Percy. Yes. Yeah. You did meet him. Um, I have another person. Like I said, we were going to talk to uh, Steve. Steve Mann from uh, the uh, an Animal Behaviors, a trainer yeah. of Animal Behaviors. Yeah. And I have a Skype number. So, yeah. How do I do this? Oh, I got to go here. This is some good radio. Well, good thing it's not radio. This is some good podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, groups, messages, numbers. Is this how you... No, this is the dial. Are you just number. reading what's on your screen? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Samantha when you need her? Yeah. But you know what? She... I love Samantha. Yeah. I love Sam Nork. But she's as befuddled as you are. You both look like you're trying to solve a Rubik's cube while riding a unicycle. Oh, <laughs> just... I had I I have because I teach high school, right? Mm-hmm. I got kids that can actually do the Rubik's cube and like behind their back, and uh, just it's it's astounding. The one girl in speech class did it as her demonstration speech and. And there's a whole theory in Pat. It's a whole she's yeah. like a math whiz, right? Too. Right. It's, it's, there's and an it's like, algorithm. That yeah, solving. and yeah. it's just like she's like boom. It's like you know two turns here, three turns here, two turns. It's a pattern. Yeah. yeah. She goes no matter what it is, however it is, if you do this pattern, you'll get it. And I'm like that's nuts. So it's uh, my kids. Just to prove my kids are smarter than I am. That is pretty amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna I don't know. Push a button. Do something that that makes something happen. Username is. <laughs> you are reading whatever's on your screen. I, I am. Oh, there it is. I found him. Say hi to Stephen Mann with a wave. No, I want to call him. <laughs> what is the system you're using for phone calls? Uh, it's Skype. So Did I you don't... write that yourself? Oh, now I'm doing it. Here we go. Stephen 
isn't online. Fair play. Now, now I'm re- literally just reading what's on on my screen. We can. Um, I'm doing the quick math. The time difference. It's like. Uh, 1976 there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Or does it go the other way? Um, I, I get confused. Yeah, I'm going to try him one more time. You know what this sounds like? We're in a submarine. <laughs> we might have to place a battleship. <laughs> Steven isn't online. That's uh, That was a radio first. And yes. uh, Jamie and I were on a, uh, a radio show we oh, yeah. called The Game Show. Yes. And um, we played the ba- we played Battleship on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pe- people would call. They'd wait mm-hmm. through a break, mm-hmm. and after another caller and another, and they'd wait to say uh, B B five. You say that's a miss, and they're like, oh, and then they hang up. They'd call back. That's good radio. That is, oh my gosh, theater of the mind right there. And how do they know we weren't cheating? Exactly. You know. How they know that we even had a... a did you cheat at Battleship when you were a kid? Would you move it? Of course it? I did. <laughs> you laughed like it's a given. <laughs> who, who doesn't cheat at Battleship? Yeah. Although we never cheated on guests. We never we never. No, no, that. no. We never did, no. Because no. people but actually people, got it. It was but, amazing. Oh, they'd get mad. Remember, they'd be, they'd be like, well, someone said B4, so it's got to be B5. And then it's like, oh, the ship's going the other way. Uh, I'll call right back. <laughs> Oh, hey, you know what? You could be a cat. There there's signs to let you know if if you are a cat. I know I I might be. <laughs> I, I don't want to cast a, I don't want to cast aspersions at you Ryan, but uh, there's six signs to let you know if you are actually a cat. Do you want to know what they are? I do, but before you get to that, yeah. can I just make one oh, commentary I, I, about I, that? Absolutely. You know, it's it's uh uh, you know when you you think about computers and programming and stuff, sure. right? Things that are very simple for us yeah. are very difficult for computers and vice versa. So, you know, okay. long math problems are yes. very tough for us, but yeah. a computer can do it in no time, right? Mm-hmm. Try to tell a computer the difference between a dog and a cat by okay. by looking at it visually. Oh. Try to describe that. Like if I just drop down from Mars, right. what's the dif- difference between a dog and a cat? I say, Jamie, I saw an animal today. I don't know if it's a dog or cat. Can you help me with it? Yeah. Um, well, cats, yeah. It, cats are easier because dogs can have more cat-like features. Yeah. They, they can have the pointy ears. Yeah. They can have a, a, a shorter yeah. snout. Yeah. Uh, cats are cats are cats are cats. Right. Generally. Right. Um, you know, some, some of your... Uh, but like you were saying, a lot of dogs can be cat, have cat-like features. Yeah, and that's it's it's so it, easy for us. A three-year-old can tell the difference between a dog kitty, and a cat. Puppy, but you know, yeah, trying to yeah. teach a computer is very difficult. So yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up as a as a hmm. Isn't that interesting? Is it? Were you trying to do like a, a facial recognition for pet key in pets? No, I was talking to a programmer, a computer oh, programmer, yeah. and uh, it's it's just odd how that happens. Where um, you know a robot, uh, you know, the, a, a bipedal robot teaching it to walk. And uh, the programming involved with keeping, you know, having to keep sure. its balance is extraordinarily difficult. Yet we do it uh, until you've had your fourth bottle of, oh. of whiskey. <laughs> you can you can walk perfectly, right? right. So it's uh, it's right there, there it is. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. So right not yeah. unopened. But. Yeah. But it's still in a brown bag. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's no, it's Classy. just podcast podcast Detroit. Uh, That's podcast Detroit. Oh, shenanigans. That's uh, that. emergency, emergency hooch. That is, yeah. Okay, so anyways, Jamie, you have, um, you posed a question. Yeah. So like when Thor mm-hmm. keeps calling Rocket uh, a rabbit, but he's actually a raccoon. Mm-hmm. So he he doesn't yeah. get it. Right. Yeah, oh, rabbit. <laughs> oh, that's that's one of my favorite parts. He just gone and Rocket gets all pissed off. Remember, remember that time? Remember. <laughs> All right, no All right, so six signs. You're actually. Is it true that the love you take is equal to the love you make? <laughs> six signs. You may actually quite possibly be a cat. Be a cat. Sign number one. Uh, you drool on me. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. That's not one of them. Uh, but you, you are secretly judging people all the time. Mm. That is. Uh, that is a very cat like. Wow! Right out of the gate, you. You. you <laughs> You got me. <laughs> Very feline. Okay. Um, if you had your way, your job would be to nap. Oh man. Okay. Are, right. are you are you a napper? Do you? You know what? There was are a you time. A napper? There was a time a few years ago. Yeah. When I would 
uh, leave the office yeah. about two in the afternoon and yeah. take like a 45 minute nap. Mm. And it was freaking amazing. It was, it was the best. Edison was a big napper, right? Was it Edison? All the smart guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the geniuses nap. It's heavenly. It is amazing. Yeah. Now here's the problem though. Uh, I do it in traffic. If your, <laughs> if your nap goes too long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this happened to me once. <laughs> Uh, do you realize at certain times of the year, yeah. 7 p.m. looks exactly <laughs> like 7 a.m.? <laughs> there are. There are. Yeah. And so I'm I'm waking up thinking, I got to get to work. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? And then you get there, and you're like, it's pretty light traffic. Well, I didn't get all the way. Yeah. But, I mean, it's yeah, the disorientation happens when you uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you sleep too long. Oh. So, all right. So, reasons, uh, signs you might actually be a cat. <laughs> you would you would like your job to be napping. Mm-hmm. Um, another. So, I'm another, two for two right now. Another one. Uh, you prefer to be left alone. Oh, three for three. Yeah. I, I'm, but I'm not a, I, I don't like people. I enjoy our time together. Yeah. Um, you know, well, that's about it. But about an hour a week is all I can do. We're in a padded room, Jamie. That says <laughs> something about you. That you prefer to meet people in a padded room. <laughs> that's it. Uh, no, I, I don't. I, I like being at home alone. Um, I do too. But I really enjoy. Yeah. My, my back's been hurting me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I sit in like a taller, straight back chair just while my back was like bugging me. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be in a different room. And Colleen and I were like sitting in the same room watching TV or reading a magazine or whatever. And I'm like, I kind of miss her, you know. This is the first week of this. Hey, this is nice, you know. I don't have to <laughs> listen to her chewing up popcorn or whatever. And that breathing <laughs> in and out and, and in. constantly, right? But then I'm like, oh, I kind of, kind of miss her. So. Yeah. Uh, but preferring to be left alone—that's definitely a sign that you are, mm-hmm. are cat-like. <laughs> you know, that's why I do second Sundays, Jamie. Yeah. Seriously, I oh I don't go out a lot. Yeah. Um, but I like to see my friends. So we do second Sunday. Mm-hmm. Lauren and I do second Sunday where we have the yes. brunch. I love it. It is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Everybody mm-hmm. comes in. We feed them. It's joyous. And yeah, and, and we've I've made friends. Yeah, people that yeah, I, I don't exactly. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't know other friends from other circles of yours. And yeah. now I, I consider them acquaintances. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? We could be friends one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. <laughs> They're my friends, Jamie. <laughs> Damn it! All right. So uh, here's another uh, sign you could actually be a cat. You're angry and aloof for no apparent reason. Man. I'm very aloof. I'm very, because I'm socially awkward. Um, you, aloof. You, you see yourself as socially I keep making awkward. each one of these about me. Yeah. You it's really all about know. you. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you need to talk, James? I do, I'm yeah. working it out right now. <laughs> Are you, do you find yourself being a little, would you call yourself aloof? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. People have said that, and I don't get it, but it's just because um, I marvel at people who can make small talk in in mixed company, just like f- falling off a log. I, mm. I marvel at that. Yeah. Our old friend uh, that we used to do the show with, mm. I would sit there and think he can roll from one topic to another, <laughs> and just yes. not stop. Oh yeah, not yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like in an environment like Didn't this, even have to make sense. Yeah, in an environment like this, I enjoy it. I yeah. love talking to you. You know, being here. But uh, yeah, it, take it, the headphones it, off. Take the headphones. We don't even talk to each other when the headphones are off. I got nothing to do with you. Right. (laughs) We take the headphones off. It's like, you know, two two blind robots just bumping into each other and not communicating. Now, this one, this one I think misses the mark for you. Uh, You suck at making decisions. Oh, yeah. I I, I like making decisions. Yeah, you, because you're. But I hold off. I make decisions very slowly, but then when I commit to them, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you, I mean, you're quite the entrepreneur and you can't, you yeah. can't be too wishy-washy when you, you're, you're captaining the ship. Right. You have to, you have to make a commitment to things that can be scary. Um, you are always hungry and wanting people to feed you. Mm. I like the idea of people feeding me. <laughs> I do. Just peeling grapes yeah. and <laughs> yeah. back to my fantasy. Pre- pre-chewing bananas for me. <laughs> God. I love- hey, honey, would you baby bird me <laughs> Coming over a little baby bird time, and then and then my mid season nap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's why people uh, enjoy the company of cats so much. Because cats embody some of the most luxurious, you know, um, uh, elements of our, you know, uh, time that we have to to ourselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, cats really know how to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not just talking about the licking. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they just, uh, they luxuriate like in a window in, oh. in sunlight. They'll stretch out and just kind of, you know. I, I stare at them. I'm like, 
I, I was leaving this morning for work and, and, and he had rolled off my feet and then rolled over and he's like doing a stretch and yeah. he's like going like four feet long. He's big. The cat is big. And then he just kind of curled back up in a ball and I'm like, you suck. Yeah. Dude. It looks scrumptious, doesn't it? I want to, I want to be there. Or yeah, yeah, when they're laying and the sun's just beating them and they got their eyes just kind of squinty shut. Yeah. That's a good feeling. They really enjoy <clears throat> their existence. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, something to strive for, right? So, uh, Cats save lives, but mice sing to one another politely. <laughs> what's with what's I, with that adjective? I don't know. It's uh, what the headline is. <laughs> These mice sing politely. to one another politely. <laughs> I just get drawn in by the headlines and then print them off. That is then, a that is a fabulous headline. Then we dive into them together from this point on. That headline is so dependably scrumptious. <laughs> High in the mountains of Central America lives a little-known creature called the Alston Singing Mouse. This rodent, which spends its life scuttling around the floor of the cloud forest, may not seem like it, uh, like it has much to tell us about ourselves. But these mouses produces remarkable songs. I've never heard this. No. I know dolphins sing. Yeah, these uh, we have singing mice in the uh, cloud forest. Of Central America. So researchers have uh, discovered some profound similarities to people's conversations. So these mice singing to one another are like people conversations. Someone lay down a fat beat. (laughs) Mice has got to (laughs) sing. This ability to sing could be linked to evolutionary Uh, to the evolutionary ancient roots of human language, the way these mice communicate. Scientists have struggled over a century to figure out the origin of language in our ancestors for mammals. Uh, It's not until very very recently uh, the belief that human speech, mammalian vocalization, um, are two separate things. So they think that all mammal speech, right? Dogs, cats. You know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like some research students... Yeah. Uh, that maybe are smoking a little bit while they're <laughs> while they're watching mice and just uh... yeah I think so mm-hmm. that legalizing that Mary Jane just all you get all these crazy researchers so if a monkey were confronted by another monkey uh, the thinking went uh, fear processing brain centers of the brain would signal a cluster of neurons uh, in the stem of the brain the brain stem would send commands to the mouth that produced a call but it turns out monkeys can control their sounds in, in in ways that early researchers didn't quite recognize. Scientists can train monkeys to call only when they uh, see a cue on a computer screen, for example. Um, to exert this control, monkeys use clusters of neurons in the outer layer of the brain, known as the cerebral cortex. So they, they think these uh, singing mice uh, are, are speech ancestors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. No. A lot of a lot of animals make noises, though. I mean, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're they're singing. Yeah. Have it you ever? Sure is you know, pretty. all this research that goes on, you know, with animals. Have you ever actually seen any any research going on in nature? Yeah, like researchers out actually out there in yeah. the woods, uh, communing mm-hmm. with bears and mm-hmm. and and um, only on the TV. You know what? I it actually happened to Ethan and I. Oh. And Mike, we were up up north, northern Michigan. Yeah, yeah. We were driving our ATVs around. Right. We just happened to stop at the, by this one stream. Okay. And we saw this little operation. It looked like, uh, I don't know, just uh, some people along the side of the stream. Um, we went down there, and there were these college you know, research students. They were diverting the river into this trough. Okay? Okay. And in the river were sea lampreys. Yeah. All right. Uh, apparently they can they can live in brackish water and in 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 fresh water. Okay, and uh, so this is yeah northern Michigan and not an ocean to be seen anywhere, yeah, right? But a sea lamprey cruising. These sea lampreys, and you know what these things look like? They they have the the round mouth with mm-hmm. the, all the. It looks oh. like something from your nightmares. Oh right? God, yeah. And they these things, some of them, Jamie, they were three and a half feet long. These things what? are enormous. They're like these snakes. And they were catching them, and they were t- they knew more about these animals. It was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. And it was just a couple of research students in the woods, next to a stream, catching these things, tagging them or doing something, and then and then uh, you know weighing them and and just trying to figure out where they came from, what they're doing there. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they shine a bright light on them, ask them a bunch of questions. I don't know what they do with sea lampreys, but they 
they uh, yeah they were they're, they're actually these the study so see, yeah I've I've actually witnessed it myself ah. <clears throat> but right. as far as I know from what I gained yeah all my knowledge I sure. don't think they sing no <laughs> okay <laughs> so. was Kevin Bacon running from him fearing <laughs> just. Uh, Sounds like the beginning of a Kevin Bacon movie. It, really it could does. be. It could so, be. Yeah. Six degrees. That's kind of what it looked like. It's kind of like this. Yeah. This yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got a uh, a question here. Uh, we have a three and a half year old cocker spaniel that is started to bark nonstop when people come over to our house. She recently recovered from uh, an autoimmune anemia uh and has become extremely protective of my husband and me she's never bitten anyone but the tone of her bark has gotten really aggressive uh <laughs> yeah. a little pregnant I'm, pause there yeah. for effect I, I i gotta tell you it really <laughs> made me start listening up uh i'm afraid she might someday bark that's then that not bark might might she may someday bite someone and that would be my worst nightmare um you know, would getting over a sickness make her more angry? And uh, how can I help socialize her? Well, the first thing I thought before you start, you got too far into it was uh, you three and a half year old dog mm-hmm. suddenly started. Right, right. That's all you need to know. Yeah. To know that oh, well, three and a half year old dogs don't suddenly do anything unless something changes. See, once a dog is a year and a half of age or so, you pretty much have the same dog every day, and they pretty much do the same routine. And but when they change suddenly, it means there's either there's either been a drastic change in the dog's environment or something inside. So it's a, it's stress is what okay. it is. Oh. And then and then you got into the dog just recovered right. from this illness. Yeah. So it makes me think, you know, maybe some medication. Oh. Certain medications have been known to cause behavior changes. Okay. Um, but in any event, you got to get the dog back to neutral. So you have to uh, – I would do a little bit of training. I, I would take it very serious because if the dog just suddenly starts showing aggression, first of all, make sure the dog's checked out at the vet and everything's okay. Ask the vet if the, you know if their dog is on any medication, if it's been known to cause any any uh, behavior changes in, the, in, in dogs. And then um, I would put a leash on the dog and I would do maybe a little bit of basic obedience, maybe enroll mm. in an obedience class. Okay. Get the dog refocused on on you know paying attention, listening, and being uh, you know knocking her down a rung or two. Mm. You know, um, but uh, nothing specific other than getting the dog reacclimated to you know this is how we do things around here. Okay, so but she's protective of the 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 owner, so why you know yeah, but still, still you got to put a, a yeah, dominance in it. Yeah, I mean that's not always a good thing. Okay, you know because uh, being protective without cause right is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like owning a gun. You know, it's. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't put it away, if you don't know what you're doing with it, if you know, it could just be a a, a problem. I have you know? something that's similar to that. What's that? Uh, if I don't put it away, it causes a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> you're talking my, about that snub nose re- revolver, my my, my sea lamprey. It's sea uh, lamprey. It's uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, I, what were you thinking? I, I'm I'm thinking it's harmless. That's what <laughs> It's just a little sea lamp freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lamp 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 lamp. I got another. I got another. Jamie uh, checked in on the Jamie. That's you, Jamie. Jamie Lynn. No, oh. Jamie Lynn. Is it different? Jamie Lynn oh, okay. checked in on the chat. The peanut did too. Peanut. She, she joined. She didn't. She didn't comment. She just joined. Peanuts here. Well, she was at the beginning. I don't know. She probably was like, yeah, about five minutes of that, three minutes of that. She's like, oh, that's enough of that. You know, she she listens. Yeah. Uh, uh, religiously, <laughs> and it, I, I, you know, she's a radio broadcast professional, and so, that I mean, astounds me in, because this is crap. <laughs> this, that's exactly what I, you know, <laughs> I think she wants to hear me say that. Like, why do you listen? This is not, there's not it's, no redeeming value. Yeah, this is like you know, um, and uh, you know, she, we couldn't even stay on Wichita. She says some some crap about, oh, I love you, you love my life, I just want to hear your voice. It's like, mm. no, you. You want me to say, why do you listen? It's crap. Then, uh, but yeah, she's um she's a loyal listener. Yes. Well I, I I appreciate I appreciate you, Peanut. Peanut. I can't I that's your name for her. Yeah. You can call her Peanut. It's, it's kind of Lauren. Thank you. I think it's kind of fun to hear someone looking, else. Looking <laughs> looking forward to the next brunch. Uh so yeah, Colleen's not gonna be doing the Oh, we might be in Florida for the next all right, anyway. What's that? What? For the next brunch? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we, I, we, I think I actually think we're back get your for priorities. The I, I know. Uh, so here's another question, though, because you you talked about uh, 
getting them getting them on a leash and getting some training. Yeah. This and we had this problem with uh, our baby Zoe, um, our dog. She was like the best dog on the planet. She'd sit in the yard. A dog would walk, and we didn't have a fence in this yard. And a dog would walk down the street, you know, ten yards from us. Zoe would just kind of look at her and go, "Cool." Take Zoe on a walk, mm-hmm. put her on a lead, go through the neighborhood, and there's a dog a hundred yards away. She loses her damn mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but the same problem here. I'm ashamed to say I haven't been uh, consistent in my training my seven year old border collie black lab mix. As a result, there are some behavior issues I would like to correct. The main one is when I walk her, she lunges and growls like a nut at other dogs. It makes it very unpleasant to walk her because taking your dog for a walk should be like one of those cathartic yeah, yeah. moments and you're you know, just like Ideally, sitting in the yeah. sun with the like the cat. Just mm-hmm. it should be one of those joyous things. And if your dog's doing that's unnerving. It was always unnerving with Zoe because you didn't know if she was gonna flip and then get out of her collar and then it's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, so what uh, leak, leash aggression is a pretty common problem. Yeah, you know where How that comes you, from? Okay, know. think about it this way, Jamie. Um, if I put you in a straitjacket, yeah. your um, your Please. stress level would go up, right? <laughs> well, the <laughs> Not, average person. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Nah, we're wrong on to, example. We're on to something here. <laughs> well, the point is if you're restrained yeah. and you perceive a danger mm. – it will cause your stress to go up, okay? So um, nine times out of 10, actually about 11 times out of 10, <laughs> uh, when a dog is showing leash aggression, it's because the owner is pulling on the leash. Yeah. Now, the owner would say the dog's pulling on the leash. Yeah. But they're both co-conspirators. I'm just holding it. Yeah. But um, what happens is when you leave tension on the leash, and I, I show this to people all the time where I'll get their dog trained, the dog's on a loose leash, and then all I do is I slowly start holding the leash tighter and tighter, and guess what the dog does? It pulls more and more. Oh. See, if you're walking down the sidewalk, yeah. and I was walking next to you, yeah. and I started leaning into you, if you want to- You keep, you keep you're walking into my dreams, yeah. <laughs> man. If you want to stay on the sidewalk, <laughs> you're going to have to push against me, right? <laughs> I've had this dream. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> but all right. So <laughs> how can I? And we're here myself? alone. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, I'm not walking in front of you. We're side by side. Okay. <laughs> all right. Slow down just a little. <laughs> so, so uh, in this case, you, yeah, you'd be leaning against me. So, um, and and dogs will do the same thing, and it causes stress. People are causing that. Mm. So, like you said, you you said it perfectly. Where the scenario was. Your dog's standing in the yard, another dog walks by, there's no restraint, there's no nothing, the dog's fine. You put a leash on him and put a little pressure on that leash, then the dog goes crazy. Guess what we do, the very first thing you do with attack training? (laughs) You hold the leash tight Ah. is the first thing. You want to raise, you want to amp up the stress a little bit and get the dog, you know, keying in on a stressful situation and, and, you know, uh, cultivating a, a proper response. So... You, you want the dog in a stress situation when you are, are, uh, are teaching aggression. Um, so, um, yeah, that's the wrong thing to do uh, when, you, when you walk your dog. So, uh, again, a little bit of training. A leash isn't magical. You know, a, um, a proper training, uh, you know, makes a dog, uh, uh, you know, really, that's where you see the magic in the dog's behavior and how, what a dog is capable of with proper training. The leash is just a tool, and if it's used wrong, then you're going to have uh, bad results. Colleen and I would go back and forth. She would be like, you're just doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not yeah. doing She never does that for me. And then I'm like, okay, here you go. You carry the damn leash. And then, and, and so she's doing it. And I'm like, well, she's doing it. She's like, oh, but only when I want her to. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, we had one of those really long retractable yeah. leashes yeah. too. So there, there wasn't a lot of pressure on it because she could come and go pretty easily. Yeah, there's still a little bit of back pressure on it. Okay. it seriously, it's, it's, um, tell you a quick story. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, we had a, a yard with, you know, regular cyclone fencing between the yards. Sure. And the dog, my dog and the dog on the, uh, next door wore a path going back and forth <laughs> for years. They would, yeah. they would uh, go back and forth and bark at each other every time the dogs were let out. I mean, biting at the fence, you know. Sometimes my dog's gums would bleed because he's biting at the fence. Wow. And then uh, one day we had the fence replaced. And the installer said, hey, can you leave the dogs in the house because, you know, we're going to take the fence back and we're going to replace it. So 
they uncurled the fence or curled up the fence. So there's no fence. Okay. In, in half of the yard. <laughs> Both the dogs got out. Uh-oh. They went running down the fence, barking at each other. And when they got to the spot where there was no fence, yeah. they stopped, They just started sniffing and just kind of, um, <laughs> it's that barrier. You put up that barrier. Yeah. Jamie, you put up a wall and you're going to have problems. I I I got to tear down that wall. Tear down the wall, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I'm searching for some trouble over here is what I was looking for. But you're this, always looking uh, for trouble. I am. Tell me when you're not searching for trouble. Then you got something. <laughs> remember the old uh remember the old TV show Cheers? Yes. Carla one time found a potato chip that looked like Richard Nixon. Uh, okay, and she was she was you know saving it, and she thought she had something. And I have I, this; it looks exactly like Richard Nixon. Sure. And then, Didn't, uh, yeah. Then uh, who? Norm comes in. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Big deal. Show me a potato chip that doesn't look like Richard Nixon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. So hey, I, I I think we're right about to this point. Who's back? This is the trouble I was looking for. This is this is not good. This is uh, this is excellent. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Who's bad? Better known as Cringeville. Time <laughs> time for a, a, a bad animal joke. Uh, and I just lost my little page here. It is. Oh, it is. It's bad. It's, it's bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, here uh, and why do fish, Brian? Why do fish live in salt water? Uh, Jamie, I don't know why do fish live in salt water. Because pepper makes them sneeze. Oh my goodness! <laughs> here's here's another. One. I didn't even understand this uh, one. You may you might have to explain this pepper one. Pepper water. That's it. So, uh, hey Brian. Uh, hey Jamie. Why did the cat go to Minnesota? <laughs> I don't know. Why did the cat go to Minnesota? To get a mini soda. <laughs> Oh my God, that's terrible. Well, tell Billy Six that that's terrible. <laughs> Billy, that's his age, you know. <laughs> it's hilarious to him. No, no, he's forty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so that's that's how that rolls. That is well. That is it. It's always good to end on a thud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are uh, out of time, or at least we should stop. One of the two. Um, AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website. The social medias are all Animal Talk Radio. And so uh, thanks for listening. Like I said, there's like 350 people that are actually subscribed to this. <laughs> and then... Uh, well, that's their problem. That people that listen <laughs> here and there. So, um, But do us a favor. Leave a little comment. Like, subscribe, make a comment. Uh, it helps. It helps us grow. Mm-hmm. Um constructive criticism only and you can say whatever the hell you want really yeah. good news bad news is all all press is good press something like that all comments are good comments okay lay into us come on bring it what you got <laughs> so but no thank you so much uh taking the time spending time with us brian thanks for i, I just I, I love this me too thank you jamie thank you for <laughs> getting me off the streets for an hour every week yeah yeah so sam and matt are they both chimed in um and said hi they can't keep away and uh, so thanks to them and thanks to you for listening and uh, have an exotic week and kiss your wild thing for me (laughs) (laughs) can't believe you did that